Today's mailbag comes to us from Valerie. Good morning, Lisa. I'm a few weeks behind in the productive home solution, but making progress. Yay. While working on decluttering my books this week, I found this little treasure. This 128-page booklet titled 1003 Household Hints and Work Savers, copyright 1948. It belonged to my grandmother, and I've held on to it for many, many years. It appears to have been a complimentary bonus of sorts for doing business with the Grand Avenue State Bank where grandma had a checking account. It could also be purchased for 50 cents, but I'm pretty sure my grandmother did not plunk down two quarters for it. Occasionally, I'll browse through the hints to get a glimpse of what it might have been like to run a household during the first half of the 20th century. I would like to say that you and the Organized 365 team have made a tremendous impact in my life in the last two and a half years. I am so thankful to have found Organized 365. Keep doing what you were uniquely created to do. Do you have an Organized 365 success story? If so, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email at customerservice at Organized 365 and tell us how you have taken back your home, your paper, and your life with Organized 365. Welcome to the Organized 365 podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. Happy New Year! Today, I'm kicking off a three-part podcast series called Organizational Dominoes. Today, we're going to talk about step one, which is getting started. Next week, we'll talk about step two, which is extending your time horizon for how long it's going to take to finish. And then we'll follow up with step three, which is not quitting. We all want to quit at some point, but we're going to push through and we are not going to quit. But today, let's talk about getting started. Getting started is the hardest part when you are trying something new, doing something different, not really even sure where you're going, and really not confident that you know how to get there. So step one in organizing for most people is all about decluttering. So we've been re-airing the most popular podcast series we've ever had called The Phases of Organization. This is the cycle of organizing I've been talking about for a long time. Something I just kind of figured out on my own is that decluttering leads to organizing, leads to increased productivity. So we all start with decluttering. If you're all the way decluttered, then you're starting on organizing. But let's start with decluttering. If if you feel like there's just too much in your house right now and you need to start with decluttering, that is where you're starting. Step one. Decluttering is easy. It gives you a big wow result when you're done. And you can declutter for a couple of weeks and feel much lighter. In the book, Organization is a Learnable Skill, if you've read that or listened to that book, you know that when I decided to get organized the year I turned 40, it took me four months just to get through the decluttering. And I wasn't even done decluttering. Now, there are problems with decluttering. There are two. One is that you don't declutter enough. So you just need to keep decluttering until you get to that point where you're like, okay, I do have left what I want and what I what I want to keep. The second problem is if you've already decluttered before or you're pretty decluttered or you look around your house and you're like... 
pretty much like all this stuff, but it's definitely not organized, you need to stop decluttering and you need to move on to organizing. And what I've observed is that the fact that we don't know how to organize but we want to feel more in control of our lives, we tend to over-declutter. And I feel that it's this over-decluttering, the getting rid of things that we may actually kind of want, leads to this fear of continuing to declutter because we go to look for something and we decluttered it trying to get a sense of control over our house and now we've over-decluttered so we don't have as much stuff, which is great, but also we don't have the stuff that we want so then we're reticent to keep decluttering. So step one, if, if you're not at that point, you're like, oh no, Lisa, trust me, it could be May before I'm at the point where I've over-decluttered, then feel free, grab a black trash bag, start filling it up. So step one is to set a timer for 15 minutes a day. And if you're in the decluttering phase of organizing, you just grab a black trash bag and you can go through, sometimes you could go through 15 minutes and just find things that are broken or trash. A lot of times you could do that for more than a week. You're still walking through your entire house going, oh yeah, that's broken too, that's trash too. Like we just don't stop and maybe clean up our messes or something breaks, we're like, I'm gonna get to that in the future. Well, guess what? The future is now. So we are going to get rid of everything that is broken and everything that is trash. The second thing is anything that you can donate. Now I'm gonna do a little side caveat here and I wanna talk about selling things. Back in 2012 when I decluttered, I did sell some things and I made some rules for myself. And those rules were, if the item would not produce $25 or more, I did not put it in the to sell pile. So if it was under $25, I didn't sell it. Secondly, um, I mean sell it online like eBay or something like that. Secondly, I did have a garage sale in April. And so I started in January just stockpiling everything in a spare bedroom we had. Oh my goodness, by the time I went to do that garage sale, like the piles in that room were as tall as me. It was so overwhelming, but I did do it. I think I made like $600. Anyway, your mileage may vary on garage sales, but if you wanna do that, designate a part of your house and just start putting things in there. So I started putting things in there and you may have a garage sale in the spring. Then, if you are not going to sell things online, if you are not going to have a garage sale, or if you are, I want you to know right now, what are you going to use that money for? What is it you're hoping to financially recoup from the things that you no longer want and need? And what specifically are you going to use that money for? So the many times I've had garage sales in my life, it was because I was a stay-at-home mom and I either didn't want to or I did not have the opportunity to go back to work. I needed to make money being a stay-at-home mom and so it was part of like my salary. That's how I was earning a salary was this uh, stuff arbitrage that I was doing and that's a very valid reason. Another one may be that you're like, you know what, you just you want to get some money out of this. Like you want to get some money back. And so you're like, okay, that sounds like a good time frame. I'm going to have a garage sale in April or May. I'll start saving things for that. And I'm going to list things for, for sale online between now and then. But by the time we get to June 1st, everything that I don't want is going to be out of this house, whether I was able to sell it or not. And I think that's really helpful because otherwise you just end up spending a decade being an eBay seller. <laughs> you didn't really want that job but you're like, well, I could get 10 bucks for it. So I'm just kind of, and you get stuck in this loop of cleaning your house and then selling everything you don't want in order to get $10 back for something that cost you $100 or whatever. Like it's fine for a season. Eventually that season has to come to an end. So if you want to do sales, 
how long are you getting your, giving yourself to sell the stuff that you don't want and give yourself kind of a deadline? Of course, you could do whatever you want, but that would just be my advice to you. Because what you don't realize is the amount of time it takes to list things for sale and then package them up and meet the person or ship the thing or collect all the things for the garage sale and then moving them all to the garage and then pricing them all and then having the garage sale. and the, It's so much time, so much time. You really don't want to figure out your, your dollar per hour on this amount of time. So if you can in any way, shape, or form get over the idea of not having a garage sale and not getting you know however much money and just saying, you know what, this is going to bless someone else. This is my donation place of choice. I am just going to fill the car and drive it every single week until I can't fill the car anymore. And I'm just going to get into, uh, have a routine day where I just stop by my favorite donation place of choice, drop things off and keep filling it up all week long. So I declutter 15 minutes a day. If it's trash, it goes in trash. If it's recycle, it goes in recycle. If it's donatable, it goes in my trunk. And then every Tuesday, I stop by the donation place on the way home from work, on the way out to get groceries or whatever, and I empty my trunk and I just have that pattern until my trunk is no longer filling up with donatables. So that is step one, getting started. Getting started on decluttering. And in decluttering, are you going to sell? Are you not going to sell? And then getting in a cadence of those donations, not living in your trunk for six months, but every single week, you're just driving by this donation place every single week, and you're just undoing it. That will get you into a great step one of decluttering. Now, secondly, I want to talk about this 15 minutes a day. Our tendency at first, especially when we're decluttering, is to do the decluttering that we understand. 15 minutes a day, grab a black trash bag, I know what I'm doing. When we're done with decluttering, or when there isn't as much decluttering, or when we're like, yeah, 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 there's still more to declutter, but come on, I want to get some organization done. Give me something. I want a drawer that I can open it. Ah, it looks beautiful. Like, I want to be able to have something that I can see that is finished. We set the 15-minute timer, and let's say the first day you do this, you do the junk drawer in the kitchen. We all have one. It's okay. You're supposed to have one, but you make it look really pretty. And the next day, you're like, okay, I'm going to clean out the refrigerator. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cleaning out the refrigerator is not organizing. You may be like, yes, it is. When I am done, it looks beautiful. It looks organized. Okay, fine. How long does that last? I mean... If there aren't other people that live with you, maybe the week. If there are other people that live with you, two hours. Like, it doesn't last, right? So, yes, getting new organizers for your refrigerator, establishing different shelves for different family members, yes, that is organizing, but it is not the same as cleaning out your closet getting rid of all the shoes, all the pants, all the shirts. Like when you're done organizing your closet and you go into your closet, your closet will stay organized for, you know, four to five months. When you're done organizing that junk drawer in the kitchen, it will stay organized for four to six weeks. When you're done organizing a refrigerator, it will stay organized for hours. If you take your organizing energy, you're, you're only 15 minutes a day that you're giving yourself, which is fine. Most people give themselves 15 minutes a day to start. You definitely can get organized in 15 minutes a day to start. We'll talk about in step two how long it will take, but 15 minutes a day. But if you use that 15 minutes a day for housework instead of organizing, you're not going to get organized like ever. So what is the difference between housework and organizing? This is what I'm focusing on in my PhD is the fact that 
we don't know. We don't understand. We think all work done at home, as a matter of fact, all work done within our home realm is housework. No joke, you guys. In the American time use study done through the census, the US census, working on your boat is considered housework. Emptying ashtrays, shoveling coal, waiting for your electric car to charge. I could go on. Anything basically done in or around or near your home is considered housework. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are household activities. Those are not housework. Beer making. Beer making is one. Be like, I'm going to go do my housework. I'm going to go make some beer. I'm just saying, not every single thing you do in your house is housework. Not everything you do when you set your 15-minute timer is organizing. They're all activities, but we need to be better at categorizing our activities if we want to have a different outcome. I know you're working. No one's saying you're not working. You're working nonstop. You're not stopping at the end of the day. Like The only reason you're watching Netflix on Instagram and playing a game on your phone is because you're like, when do I get some time for me? I just want to have some chill out time. But you don't feel like your list is done because the list is never done, right? It can be done. It's the order in which you're attacking the activities that you're doing and the classifications of the activities. So housework is anything that you do weekly that is basically undone by the time. As soon as you empty the laundry, fold it all, put it all away, how long is there no dirty laundry in your house? An hour? Six hours? Not even 12 hours, because as soon as you change out of your underwear and put on new underwear at night, you have laundry again. I mean... It's just never ending. Dishes, grocery shopping, planning meals, cleaning out the refrigerator. That is a weekly household task. That is not organizing. Now, you could take it to the level of organizing so that it is an easier household task to do, but that's after you've organized your entire house. So let's maintain that getting started in organizing, get in the habit of whenever you set that 15-minute timer on your phone or wherever you're going to set it, and you're done decluttering, so you're not grabbing a black trash bag, whatever organizing you're doing, I want the 15 minutes a day to be organizing that's going to last at least a month. And if you're like, oh, this is not going to last a day, then you're looking at something that is housework, something that is not organizing. Okay, so organizing is going to last longer. The last thing I want to leave you with, with this step one, is as you've listened to what I say setting the timer for 15 minutes a day is, I'm very clear on what that means. When you get to this organizing stage, there is not a lot of information on how to actually get organized. There's tons of information on how to declutter, lots of information about how to be productive. Very little information about the fact that cleaning out your refrigerator is not organizing, but cleaning the kitchen junk drawer is. You're like, that makes no sense. But, it, but when you think about it long enough, you're like, it's true. So when you're looking this year to follow someone to get organized, if you're past the decluttering stage and you want to get organized, you want to follow someone who has a plan and who has the results that you want. It may be me. It may be someone else. I am not a minimalist. So if you really like the minimalist aesthetic and you want somebody who really doesn't have a lot of things in their house and that really appeals to you, 
I may not be the organizing plan you want because a lot of my organizing stuff, you may say, why do you have books? I don't understand why you have kids' memory stuff. Why do you even have a storage room? I'm living in a tiny house. Like, I have all that stuff because while I am not a minimalist, I am very organized. But I live in a 2,400-square-foot house with a full finished basement, and I utilize all of those spaces. And I've lived in that space for 30 years. So I have all the things from before I was a parent to now I'm a grandmother. I have all those things. When you're looking at who you're going to follow and whose plan you want to follow, whether you're following it for free or paid or any of that, check their lifestyle. Does their lifestyle match your lifestyle? Check where they are on the balance of being a person of excellence versus a perfectionist. Is everything you see from this person perfect? Is everything perfectly labeled? Is that the way you want your life to be? Or do you want someone that is striving towards excellence, making project profit, <laughs> making progress every day, but they're not trying to get a perfect outcome? I mean, I've said it many times. It's hilarious. My husband walks around our house all the time going, could you organize this? Because he was raised by a perfectionist. And my mother-in-law's house is always perfect. It's gorgeous. It's like nothing's ever out of place. That is never going to be me. Trust me. My house is very organized. You come in my house, you guys will be like, Lisa is extremely organized. But it's not perfect, and it's not minimalist, so my husband doesn't think I'm organized. But I absolutely am organized. <laughs> so what do you want? Do you want like the picture of what my husband thinks organized is? Or do you want to know where everything is, have your time at your discretion, and have plenty of time for what you're doing? The person you're following, I want you to look, and this falls right in line with this, their rigidity. Like, do they have lots of checklists? Do their checklists have checklists? Or are they more generally a productive person and they have uh, bigger categories of organizing. Like I have the Sunday basket and I do my quarterly planning time at home and at work, but I'm not a big checklist maker. I'm not a little big checklist checker offer. I don't have a bazillion, million, trillion printables. Like we do have printables. Like at the end of the year, we surprised and sent out printables to a bunch of our different groups. Like the anyone who had a work box got the end of the year business checklist I made a few years ago. Anyone who was in the kids program or had kids got the blink list from last year so that they had some ideas of things to do with their kids the last two weeks of the year. Like we have lists and they come out at certain times, especially monthly, quarterly, seasonal lists, things where you might forget things. But I don't have a whole huge list of 89 things I do every single week, like dust this, sweep this, vacuum this, watch. I don't have that. I'm more of a um, go with the flow as far as housework. As a matter of fact, <laughs> my my plan is to do as little as possible. <laughs> like I told you many times when COVID started, uh, we did not dust until week seven because that's when we first noticed dust. If you're dusting any more often than that, you don't need to dust. And as a matter of fact, on Instagram, I saw an ad of this machine that if you have it in your house, you could just change the filter in the machine and it like dusts your house for you. I'm seriously considering it. I'm just saying I'm all for any AI that wants to come in my house and reduce my household workload. So I may be too much organization for you. I may not be enough organization for you. You just have to decide. And then the last thing I would say when you're figuring out who you're going to follow for getting organized, like this is going to be the person that you follow their plan, 
How do they pivot in unexpected events? And do they pivot the way that you would want to pivot? So like, for example, if you've been following me all the way back to 2020, how did I pivot during the pandemic? Was that supportive for you or not? How, what do they do with unexpected events? You know, my husband just had surgery last December. If you were watching my Instagram or through the app, did you like how I pivoted or didn't you? Like I didn't make Christmas Eve or Christmas dinner because my husband's surgery was on the 22nd and he had shoulder surgery, which is a major surgery. So I ordered it. My family gave me a lot of grief about it, but I did it anyway because that's what I knew I was going to need in order to survive that time. And then how does this person take on new challenges? You know, I have, I got organized in 2012 again, and I have been organized since that point, and I continue to get increase my organization, but there have been new things that I have started, most recently, the PhD, and I really walked through in those PhD episodes in the beginning of 2023, we created a whole new Monday podcast about it for, I think it was, I don't know, 12 or 17 weeks. And I talked to you about how unnerving it was and everything that I did in order to become a PhD student. From not really knowing any PhD students or what to do, I walked through this brand new thing. So while my house is organized, I'm continuing to grow in other areas and how you attack one area is how you attack all areas. Are you ready to get organized in 2024? I want to encourage you that it is literally impossible to be behind when you are organizing. All you have to do is take the first step. All you have to do is start. Set a timer for 15 minutes and declutter or set a timer for 15 minutes and do one organizing task a day. That's it. You can't be behind. And all these organizing tasks eventually will get to the point where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm organized. Like you will start from not feeling organized in any area of your house. And as you continue on these 15 minute tasks, you'll be like, oh, I'm organized in my closet. I'm organized in my bedroom. I'm organized in my kitchen. And you'll start to check off areas in your house. When you are ready to get organized and you're ready to set your 15 minute timer, you will be able to do this on your own maybe for two months, because there will be so many areas that used to be organized before and you want to just freshen those up or you want to start over again, especially in your closet, your bathroom, and your kitchen, you will start flying through those steps. And then what will happen or what I have observed is you will get those spaces organized. Now we're like maybe to the end of February and you will do one of two things. You will either say, okay, I like the way these spaces are organized but I wanna get the rest of my house organized this way, and so I'm going to need to follow someone else's plan because I've never gotten further than this. Or you're going to say to yourself, that's good, I'm mostly in my bedroom and my kitchen, that's where I spend 80% of my time, I'm very rarely in my garage, my storage areas, my spare bedroom, and so, okay, they're not organized, but that's all right, this is as organized as I want to be for 2024, I'm going to move on to something else. If you're in the first camp and you're like, huh, never really thought about the fact that I only get those spaces organized. How do you know these things, Lisa? Oh, I have been studying you for the last 12 years. I've been studying people and how they use their houses for my entire lifetime. My family, anybody I babysat for, all the people I professionally organize. Like, if I've been in your house, I've taken mental dialogue. Not in a critical way. Not in a uh, judging way at all, but in an observational, how can I optimize the system? 
How can I help people get more organized? How can we be more productive at home? Organizing is essential for productivity because as soon as you start to get productive, like in your work or outside of the home, and you haven't gotten all the way organized, then something will happen and you'll need to go to your storage areas and they aren't organized and then you get sidetracked and just it, it just spins out of control. You aren't able to handle the unexpected events that come your way as easily when you're not organized beyond the, this 80% of the house that you use. And so when you are looking for someone who has done that, I have done that. I've gotten my house all the way organized. And then I have gotten houses in Cincinnati all the way organized by physically organizing them. And then we have helped thousands of people online get their houses all the way organized through just 15-minute-a-day tasks. And next week, we'll talk about step two, how long is this going to take?